motherfucking dollar. Got a dollar on my motherfucking mind, motherfucker. Got a dollar. Got dollars, and that's about all I got. Excuse me. Oh. I've got a burp. Welcome back, everybody. We've took a few weeks off, but you're back and tuned in to the Dream Team Fantasy Podcast. Um, you know, there was just there's just some you know scheduling difficulties mixed in with hmm, just. We needed a break at a, that, too. Um, yeah. A little bit of uh, fatigue set in. There was a lull, um, too, with, you know, after the draft, not a whole lot going on. Very little going on for the last three weeks. Many camps started for some teams. Yeah. Yep. Um, that is true. You know it's the one comment that I hate to hear from them? Conditioning. These guys aren't conditioned. All this and that. I'm like, well, they weren't really prepping for conditioning. They were prepping for a draft. So, yeah, no. I think I think every single one's con- not conditioned to an NFL team. So, no, yeah, they were more for the short short drills, mm-hmm. not necessarily long term deals and all that. I mean, I know there was a big deal around this time last year with uh, Traylon Burks mm-hmm. and how out of shape he was and how concerning it was to the Titans. It's, he turned out he looked fine in the time he got out there you know was not the greatest offense he dealt with injuries during the season which kind of showed you yeah. it wasn't good he was you can't develop conditioning without being healthy but i mean i think it's so early you can't really judge it now now you come july camps or something maybe take a little bit of like hey uh-oh yeah, we can talk about that at some point, but um might be the worst receiving core I can remember in recent history. Receiving, like, people picked? No, like, in Tennessee, they might have oh. the worst receiving core that I can remember. Yeah. So. Ooh, I mean, we'll... Okay. Move on. Yeah, XFL, XFL finished up their season. They uh, four and six team won the championship. <laughs> the Arlington Renegades. They got into the playoffs over a seven and three team, and, and won, won, the won the ship. How I think that's absolutely ridiculous. But they had to beat two of the best teams to do it. Yeah, so they they did what they had to do. They got hot at the right time. And I think that just goes to show you that's exactly what happens in. The NFL and every other place get out at the right time. Yeah, it's also like it's just different with the XFL because you know there's no superstars. True, but uh, yeah, it's you would still think a four and six team would have no chance against seven and three, and yeah, especially I think the defenders lost nine and one. one. one they were nine and one season, so they look like the most dominant. But that's why you play. maybe they lost twice to them. Oh yeah, uh, a lot of those players are attending these mini camps, getting tryouts, potentially getting signed. I know the Broncos signed Ben DiNucci, the quarterback from the Seattle Sea Dragons, and Jacquez Patrick, 
He was a running back. I think he was one of the top running backs in the XFL. Well, that's a good way to address the need. Yeah, I think if you have a very, very deep dynasty roster, Jacquez Patrick is someone you could potentially look for, especially if Juante is not ready for the start of the season because we didn't draft anybody. So right now it's Samaj P. Ryan, Tyler Beatty. You've got to assume, though, there's so many veteran running backs out there that sooner or later one could get signed for the vet minimum. You would think, but I don't know. Running backs are... Unless they're just... I mean, if that's their picket line of nobody's going to sign for the vet men, which already happened with Penny and doing dumps. Like, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. Go get <laughs> Zeke for the vet men. Why not? We talked about it a little bit. When it was our draft coverage, um, we were talking about how DeAndre Swift was a loser. And then after we left, he got traded to the Eagles. And then he's, he's now a winner. He's, he's a winner now. Very uh, big winner. So for you, is it a fool's gold winner, though? For Do you think he'll be – we're going to be talking about players that are overhyped, underhyped on this episode – do you think he's going to be overhyped when it comes to draft season? I think he's overhyped. I think, one, you kind of saw how the Eagles use running back with Miles Sanders. And it's just not the value for him. And then I think Rashad Penny being there scares me a little bit because he's going to be the guy they put in at the goal line when they need the big heavy yardage. You're competing with somebody who was a first-round uh what was he, was first, first round, round draft pick? pick? Yeah. Like, it's, it's not an easy task. Like, it's going to be a good competition, but we'll know. I think they'll utilize him. And you still got Kenny Gainwell there. Yeah. Um, you got Boston, Boston Scott Scott's still. Yeah, so it's going to be a packed room. I think he's. Two gonna... of them have so much knowledge with that team. It's You can't replace that really easily with skill or anything. I think he definitely is the most talented of the group, and I think he's going to be a big. Big factor for the Eagles as an NFL team. I mm-hmm. just don't know how he will be for a fantasy team is my concern. Um, I will... Touchdowns, I mean, it, it he's going to get sniped on. It just kind of depends on where he's going. <coughs> if he's going around six or later in redraft leagues, maybe I'll take my shot. But if he's going anywhere rounds five and up probably gonna pass on swift so i've got a question for you would you take swift or sanders sanders okay redraft sanders yeah okay yeah anybody else i figured no i just i'm trying to put some people in my head damian pierce swift that one's hard because it's like they did bring in devin singletary he's a Mm -hmm. pretty good running back I think I'll still take Pierce for the touchdown upside being the bigger back. So at that point, I would say you're considering like Ramondre Stevenson would be before him. For so sure I've got Ramondre. a question: Would you go Gibbs or Swift? Uh, Swift. Swift. You're going yeah. him over. We'll talk about Gibbs here a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. So I think. I mean, in redraft, you're taking Henry Chubb, Jacobs. Yeah, it's Barkley. like more when you get towards like the Isaiah Pacheco's, um, the James Javante Williams. I'm, 
<laughs> that one hurts the heartstring right there. It's just I don't know what his availability is looking like. I know they're saying they're expecting him at training camp. So let's go with the assumption that he's going to be ready for like the season. If he's ready for the season. I don't I expect Javante to get back to form in 2024 more than 2023. Okay. It's just hard because it's like he he's he could be the guy. I mean, Sean Payton's offenses have proven to be top running offenses mm-hmm. year in and year out. So it's like they invested in a line. I think I still would go Javante though, just with the hope that you know he can. I mean, once he gets his job and gets it, it's going to be hard not to give him the ball. If like... their offense is running at a pretty good pace like there mm-hmm. could be a game where he could get a three touchdown game i don't see that as a possibility for swift yep and that's that's kind of just where i'm at with that that's, he's it's a it's an interesting piece because you got people that i think are there's a big group and it's a big risk yeah there's a lot of risk going on oh the running back situation is going to be very interesting this upcoming fantasy year it's yeah i think this is going to be this year seems to be an outlier versus every year that we've played fantasy in our lifetime um because usually it's running back heavy in the first round and i don't know if that's going to be the case this year there's a lot of question marks mm -hmm. around the table like well you just have you got the vets that you don't know what are going to happen henry cook Still, Eckler, like, yeah, a lot can happen between now and then. You can have cluttered backfields, like, always, but it just every year it seems like that clutterness gets bigger and bigger, and there's less one team backs. Yeah, and like Dalvin Cook has been, it's been <clears throat> wild because it's just like it feels like every day it's something different. You know, one day you'll hear, oh, post June first, he's gonna get moved. Yep, and then next day the report comes out. Oh, Vikings are willing to keep him. Well, today they replaced him with Madison on their like team Twitter page or some shit like mm-hmm. that on like the banner. Yeah, so there's just a lot of weird yeah. stuff with that just one. Derrick um, Henry could be gone. He could stay. Who knows? It's weird because it's like I would imagine with that team, I don't see them in a position to compete for a championship so you would think they would try and get assets for a guy like him mm-hmm. maybe they're just waiting to see like at the trade deadline to see if like a contender is willing to give up something could be yeah better rather than at the draft where it's like you're looking at a third round pick people get going in camp stuff start happening yeah i mean obviously mccaffrey's got a little bit more tread on the tires left but look what Carolina got for him last year. It was like a second, third, fourth. So, you know, yeah. just kind of got to wait and see what's going on with that. But the running backs are going to be interesting to say the least. I uh, love it. Good story is uh, Foster Moreau actually signed with the Saints. Um, originally, he said he was going to be done with football for the time being because the Saints were actually a team that found that he had Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, form of cancer, and he was going to take some time off, but apparently that is, seems to be, I don't know if it's gone, but in check to the point where they... He's probably in treatment. Yeah, and they said that he's expecting to play this year. Oh, wow. So, 
Um, so he got he got it got caught when he was doing his physical for the Saints. For the Saints, yeah. If I were an NFL player at this point, I don't think I'd want to get traded to the Saints, or I only want to be traded to the Saints because John Dorenbaugh for the Eagles had a heart condition that they found when they traded him to the well, Saints. Well, they were saying that the, this guy has found like multiple things, and like they're like life saving yeah, deals. Yeah, so it's like. I think it baffles me that these guys don't have to go through a yearly physical with their, like, and do everything. I'm that sure. baffles me at this point, especially with them getting caught, like, when they do these things. I'm sure that's just kind of like a it's a catch-22 kind of thing where it's like, I'm sure the Players Association is probably like... We don't want you team, invading anymore. These teams might try and, you know, pull something like, oh, you... This yeah. Showed up okay. On right there, you just proved why it's probably not even on the table. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Because it's like. Well, that just means they should go do it themselves. Yeah. Um, I can't really say stuff. I haven't been in a hospital in I, a long time. I second that. So, so we'll change the topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we could go to the doctors. I don't know. I don't know. I don't need to go until I feel something's wrong, right? <laughs> no. But that's that's not that's the way not you should do it. Foster Moreau didn't think there was anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure we burnt Dornbos didn't either. So yeah, there's that. I'm trying to think. I mean, it's been a long three weeks. I don't know what all has happened. Um, uh, I mean, everybody talking about Rogers and whether or not they became a contending team. What they become there, I don't know what they became. But yeah, there wasn't really any vet, other vets traded, right? No, I can't think of any. Yeah, there was a few running backs who were were winners after the draft because there wasn't, you know, anybody taken to their spots. Seemed like a lot of teams that already had a running back took took them, but yeah, uh, you know, guys like potentially Damian Pierce, James Cook, um, Ramondre Stevenson, Isaiah Pacheco. There was a lot of guys that Josh Jacobs, Josh, right? Josh Jacobs. Uh, James Conner. So. Yeah, there, there's one that was a shocker. Yeah, so there's... There's a big loser in the draft, too. David Montgomery. We'll get to that. All right. We'll get to that. I mean, we had a lot to say about them and uh, the Seahawks. Uh, yeah. And so, but we baffled <laughs> baffling choices should we just get into our segment then i think we have to overhyped keep keep getting around the bush underhyped i'm not gonna wait anymore i want to bring it up as we get right at just get, it's already get been brought up. up yeah let's hear it jameer gibbs completely and utterly overhyped i don't like i'm seeing on twitter these people are putting like fantasy analysts are putting out their dynasty rankings and I've seen him as high as number two dynasty running back behind Robinson. Yeah. And consistently like number four, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, it absolutely baffles me and it's nothing really. There's no concrete evidence that people are putting it to. They're putting it out. Oh, the staff believes in him. Oh, look at the draft capital. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sure, matter those things what are, they did. Those doesn't mean fine, it wasn't a wrong choice. But this is still a sub 200 pound running back that is primarily going to be a pass catcher mm-hmm. that's sharing a backfield 
with a proven running back. Who will probably get. He's going to get majority of yeah. the carries more than likely. Well, I would think so. You can't have a guy running the 4-3, run up the middle, he'll get killed. And I've been talking about how Gibbs, to me, he can't run through the middle. Mm-hmm. He didn't show it at Alabama. He's too there's, small. There's nothing for me to believe he's going to be able to do it at the NFL level. Lions do have a great um, offensive line at the moment. Makes you happy for edge rushes, but, I mean... It's a whole another level. Like the, his weapon is his three six or four three six speed. And that's the thing. But, like people are like, oh, they want to compare him to Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is a two hundred and fifteen pound back. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs is not that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just don't understand how. I just don't see what people are seeing. He wasn't really. Uh, uh, he was a guy that I was lower on than most when it came to, to the running back draft class i think i had charbonnet over him mm-hmm. and i just i just don't see it especially to put him at dynasty running back two. like there's a zero percent chance i'm gonna be taking him over Brees hall yeah kenneth I, walker mccaffrey yeah mccaffrey i'd take over him i probably would still take kenneth walker over him i would i would um taylor i don't even not, not and even you're not a taylor fan, fan of uh, you yeah. hate him hate him <laughs> hate him but if you Saquon. offer me Gibbs for Taylor, I'm declining it. Saquon's getting a little bit older, but I would still take Saquon over him. I just all day, like what day. Saquon brings to the table. Yeah. I, you're not getting a true three down back. You're never going to get that from him. I don't think you can. You can't expect it either. So it's like there's no way I would ever be able to put him in my top five dynasty running backs with that. It's like I get Alvin Kamara, you know, primarily was pass catchers, never really had close to 300 carries. It's a different scenario. Elvin Kamara is more of a outlier versus. Well, and he also played else. with the king of dump offs with Drew Brees, and and that's another thing. That's a smart well. guy. Like Jared Goff is not a Drew Brees. Everybody knows that. And it's just like David Montgomery could catch the ball too. He's yeah. proven that in Chicago. They're not gonna just put him in because he's the the first round draft pick. They've got running back. I want to see how overhyped Gibbs comes. Redraft benefits, but I tell you, I'm not taking him. I'm not touching him. I wouldn't touch him in a redraft. It's, he's gonna be way higher than what he should be. Uh, I don't care if I catch some flack for this comments. Um, it's not. It's not the first time we made comments like this. Hopefully, you're just right on this running back. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I've, I mean, what Jonathan Taylor had one good year. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, um, yeah, I don't. I do just. Gibbs is. I just don't understand what people are seeing to put him as high. They might be high to put him as high in their rankings as he is, but. It's high just, on meth. It's wild to me. I will never understand it. Do not compare him or put him in the same sentence as Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Please and thank you. Don't care what the Lions picked him at. And man has spoken. Overhyped. The truth. Gibbs, he's going to be a guy that... Just go ahead and say I hate him because, you know, it's going to be... He's a hate-lister. I'm going to be... He's a hate-lister. Opposite of my guy. He's not an A-lister. He's a hate-lister. Go ahead. All right. I've got another overhype. Overhype. We're starting with overhyped. Starting negative. Starting negative. Rashad White. Tampa Bay. 
Okay. This is the guy that this is a guy I like. You like. I think you like him. I get you like him. But I think I think people are gonna overhype him like coming up to the redraft season, coming up to the like they're gonna look at him and be like, you know, does he got the backfield by himself if stuff comes that team's not gonna be very good, I don't think. I can agree with that. They're I don't think that line's going to be very good. Their receivers, if they don't trade them, they're going to do well. But rushing-wise, I just don't I don't see him being able to perform where he's probably going to get drafted. I agree with a decent amount of what you said. I think the line, I think it could be better. I mean, they still have Tristan Wirfs. They still have mm-hmm. Ryan Jensen. Um, they drafted our favorite player in the draft. They, oh, yeah. yeah. Shit. Fuck. Yeah. I forgot that. Uh-huh. That was the best guy ever. But I do agree in terms of, like, I don't expect this team to be up a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't see a possibility of averaging 15 to 20 carries a game. Yeah. I don't think that's in the round possibility. But I do believe he, you know, he's a capable receiving back. Um Baker showed a little bit of that with, you know, like Kareem Hunt and mm-hmm. get him the ball. So I could see where he couldn't be overhyped as we, it's still May. So we haven't really, we don't really know. We don't know what, 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 what that looks like. What his ADP is going to yeah. be and, you know, what around, what dra- round he's going to be going. So I can see a world where he will be overhyped. I will agree with you on that. I would say he's probably going to be somewhere. I would view him as like a a mid twenties, like the low twenty to twenty five type back, right in that range. All right, let me. Would be my guess is where I view him going to be showing up. Let me think here. And I think that would be the right range, but I think people are going to look at him and they're going to look at that team a little bit and they're going to maybe have a little overconfidence with him wanting and reach on a running back or something like that is where. I think it could get skewed upwards in the redrafting. Uh, Rashad White or Damian Pierce? Damian Pierce. Rashad White or James Conner? James Conner. Okay, Rashad White or Cam Akers? Oh, man. Just redraft. No, I'd have to go Cam. Cam? Yeah. Oh, damn, I just had someone in my head. Why did I forget? It's been quiet on that front, which I like to, like, I like that just quietness coming from there. I just had a really good one in my head, and I lost it. Oh, uh, Rashad White or J.K. Dobbins? I would have to go J.K., I think, over Rashad. Okay. So there's not a lot of running backs you're going to be taking. Not above him. I don't. I'm not that believer. I may be on the wrong side of it. I just think what what round was he picked last year? Like when was he drafted? I think he was the third or fourth round. Like um, it's not not like not a knock on him because obviously teams don't value it enough to even. He could have probably in the past been a second round pick or he something. He was the third round, ninety first overall. So. so very end of it, like yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but... Everybody's going to look at it and go, he's got shoes to fill with with Fournette being gone and stuff. But I also view that team something where, obviously, we're early. It could be a, you know... I think last year we saw it. There was a game where Fournette missed, and he got 
the work. Yeah. And he had around 20 carries. I know he had over 100 yards. But it wasn't like anything where it was a break, full breakout game. It was just more he was um he was able he to was showcase. Good. He was able to showcase what he can do. He was good. He wasn't anything special with that yeah. offense. I don't know if he can necessarily put anything special. That's I, where in PPR he was 36th ranked last year, which if, is if I could get him the top of the backups. That's if I could pretty get good. him in a, I don't know, running back two range. We haven't I'd done wanna, a rank. We haven't done a range yet, haven't. so I want to. I think you know, he'd be a I, good flex, but if you're trying to run into a season with him as your running back two or something, I would be happy with him as my running back two if I were to start out heavy with pass catchers. Yeah. I guess that that's a, there is that if you got if I went receiver, Justin Jefferson or something like that right away, then I could be happy with that. Yeah. But yeah, if he if I'm just relying him as my running back two with just kind of you know the average mm-hmm. team, then probably not. But I see, I see where you. I just see people's at. view on him going to change with it being an empty backfield. They're going to try to think, oh, Tampa Bay, even though they were garbage last year. but Yeah. And we kind of just brought him up. I will go with my first undervalued player. Talking a lot about running backs today. But uh, I'm going to go with James Conner. I figured we were going to go running backs and wide receiver and then uh, yeah. hit ja- a quarterback or James something. James Conner, undervalued. Mm-hmm. He's, we just said he was the winner from the draft. He didn't really get... Oh, a guy to take much work from him. You know, I know there's probably the concern of like how good is this offense really going to be? You know, Kyler to start out the season, this and that. But James Conner really did turn it on at the end of the year when there was no Kyler already. So it's like he's Mm -hmm. proven to do it without the quarterback. He's a receiver and a runner. I think he's going to get enough work to be very good. I think you're going to be able to get him at a value where he's going to be drafted in the season. So I think James Conner is going to be pretty good. I think if you're, if you're a contending dynasty team, even I would, I would, you're not going to spend a lot for him. No, a late second rounder and you got him and he's a, a really good solid running back two to be on your roster. Well, I think everybody, like you said, there's a, everybody undervalues him. It's happened since he left Pittsburgh. When he left there, every like that first year he had, it was him and um, who's their other back they had? He was on the Broncos last year. Oh. Why can't I think of who it was? Edmund? Was no, Edmonds? Chase Edmonds? Yeah, Chase it was. Edmonds. Yeah, it was. So, like, they signed, they brought him in with Edmonds and... You know, Edmonds kind of started off that, but Connor proved why he was brought in. And then last year, I felt like he was kind of undervalued. And, you know, he he was able to do very well. Yeah, he played 13 games last year. Only 183 carries, but still had 782 yards, seven touchdowns. And added another 46 catches. So it's like, he's going to get the work. And I'm more than willing to have that on my team. I think people are going to undervalue him because of the Murray injury, like you said. From the get go, he's gonna, they're going to be like, well, teams are going to focus there. Like, yeah, he did it with him without him. Like, it's going to be fine. Teams find ways. Like, mm-hmm. you're still going to have Hollywood Brown and yeah. Andre Hopkins at this point. And, yeah, any quarterback. Uh, I mean, you can get a better quarterback, I think, than Colt McCoy, knowing you have to play X games without Murray. And on top of that, you also have 
they brought in what pick was it number eight they brought in the top offensive tackle mm-hmm. um and paris johnson so yep. you know offense line got better yep. so i think it's just james connor is just at this point overlooked people are you know he's getting to that age where he's going to be on the decline but it's going to not be enough to where he's not going to give you what you need throughout the season you might even get him as a flex player and it's going to be absolutely fantastic yep I, i'm a i love i've drafted him a few years in a row so i've yeah. been on the connor train and i think last year was around three or four round three or four when i picked him yeah and he's gonna go a lot later this year i think it was like four or five it was it was pretty late because me and you kept fucking skipping over picks because we didn't like the running backs well i know it was, it was either three or four because i think I it was on the comeback around at four because i knew i had to pick him before you because i took Brees yeah in the third because i knew otherwise he wouldn't get back to me mm-hmm. so yeah but yeah so you're gonna get him a lot later i think you'll be looking at him round six or seven this year i mean that's where Absolute sanders value. was last year like you know it's gonna be interesting what happens to him yeah someone i think is gonna be underrated in their a top 12 running back i think it's naji harris i think we're pe- agreement a lot today and i don't know if i like it either we're really wrong or we're just smart just kidding I just think, uh, so past always, the last year sticks in people's hats. Everything from last couple years was there. So I think people are going to view him as, all right, he's not, you know, because I think some people picked him probably four, three, four, five in the last year's draft and obviously didn't perform like that. So I think he's going to, this is me thinking he's going to fall, but because he's also in a, in a team where He's a one running back guy. You don't have to worry about those split share carries. But he's also a guy that got better as the season went it on. It did, yeah. Um, you know, early in the year it was it was looking pretty bleak, but then he he started turning on in terms of fantasy points. You know, really kicked it on at the end. In your fantasy championships, he had twenty two carries, one hundred eleven yards, and then a touchdown off and two catches as well so Mm -hmm. he really did turn it on at the end of the season and then go go ahead i think we're about to make the same point the offensive tackle draft pick offensive tackle draft, and then tight end draft pick of the biggest man of the tight ends and then added Semaloa, formerly of the eagles so they really put the effort into making the offensive line blocking a lot better yep so yeah darnell washington is basically a sixth Offensive lineman. Uh huh. He'll be in there, and he's Pat a Friar Muth is a good blocker as well. Yep. So there is just they're a team where if you're a tight end there, you got to block, and that's the best way to help out a quarterback like Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Get the run game started, hit that play action. Well, and then they have I I just they they're kind of building up slowly, and I think they're doing it the right way with the O line getting that going and. They're giving Pickett a chance. I think Pickett with another year of the offense and everything. I'm not a believer in Pickett. I just so. think he can play better to where it takes a little bit of the attention away from him. We've seen it from uh, Pickens. He's He's been able to stretch the field, I think. 
They're building a team to help out their quarterback the best way they can. Yeah. And the best way they can is to put the ball in Najee's hands. Yep. And, yeah, I think he will be a little undervalued. I would expect him to go round three. I think he'll Uh, be end of round two. I think he'll be probably, I would say he's going to probably be the 12th 12th to 15th running back off the board. I think people are going to go after some other guys. Yeah, I'm sure in my rankings it'll reflect that, and I think I'll have him higher than a lot of people. Um, So, yeah, we are on the same page. I don't like that. Hopefully we go some different direction here on some wide receivers. On some wide receivers? Yeah. Do we want to start overvalued or undervalued? I'll go with an overvalue, and I'm someone who's buying into the overvalue, and I'm part of it. Okay. Uh, it's Continue gonna, here. It's, it's Rasheed Rice in both, I oh, think. Oh, God. No. I'm out. Yep. And we're, we're arguing now. No, I'm saying <laughs> he's overvalued on where he's going to go, probably. Oh, and but you said you're buying in. I bought into it already. Yeah. I'm buying into the whole everything. One, it was a guy who I was high on in the draft, so that's why I think it's going to be a good pick. But you're just running the risk of. I think people are going to go. He's the Chiefs guy. Like he's the. I don't know. I think he's going to be overvalued, but I'm going to buy every stock I can of him because if it pays off. It'll yeah. be a great payoff. I'm done chasing Chiefs. I mean, everybody, I chased I chased uh, Juju when he got there, Mr. TikTok boy. I people hate TikTok. Ch- people chase Sky Moore. Yep. People chase Clyde Edwards-Alaire. People chasing Valdez-Scantling. The best part is he does it with everybody, and he doesn't need somebody special. He's yeah. got his special in Kelsey. And, but, and that's the thing, too, is like, then those guys like... Isaiah Pacheco, Jerick McKinnon, who are not supposed to be the guys, end up being the ones. Yep. So, I, yeah, I'm not buying in. That's a player I'm going to leave on the board. I will take him before he should go. But you can have him there, pal. I, I want him. <laughs> you can have him. I'm taking him. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of who... I really want to talk about when it comes to overvalue. There's a few that have popped in my head, but I don't know exactly who I want to talk about. Okay. You got to talk about someone. I'll just throw out Calvin Ridley. Think he's gonna be oh. a bit overvalued. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, he's like a Julio Jones of the last two years. He hasn't played in two years. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's Calvin Ridley." Like, yeah. you've got to take Calvin Ridley. And for the first half of the year, Christian Kirk looked like an absolute monster. He looked like he was kind of worth the contract he was paid. And then at the end, Zay Jones looked like an absolute monster. Ingram looked great. And Ingram, so I don't. I think there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed, and I think it's going to turn into a good amount of disappointment. You're not going to be able to predict who's weak. It's going to be from week in and out. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback, and I think he's going to spread the ball to whoever is open. Yep. He's not going to hyper focus on anybody. Especially with his pick issues that he's been having. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Calvin Ridley. That's will. a name one. That's a name that's just gonna. It's it's the Julio Jones effect. 
you, everybody bought into Julio hype. Yeah. Um, in terms of dynasty, I think a little bit. It's gonna be. It's gonna be hard to say, but Amon Ross St. Brown is a little overvalued to me in dynasty leagues, but. I'm just going to leave that for another time. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I'll stick with Calvin Ridley for now. Oh, man. He is, it, I'm not saying Calvin Ridley's not going to have a good year, but I don't think it's going to be the year people are expecting. I think I would agree with you, but that might be still a player I buy into. If I go running back heavy, those are, I don't know, maybe some hit and miss guys you take shots on, but I just, after your roster's full, maybe? I got to see where he he's slotted to go, but... Yeah. Calvin Ridley or Mike Evans? Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. I think you got to go Mike. I mean, the man's a thousand-yard machine. Like, I just can't see... I think it's going to be tough for Ridley to come back and have a thousand yards. It's just... Like you said, the place, the every, unless he truly just comes back out and he's been working his ass off still and pulling a Jamar Chase times two or some shit. I don't know. Calvin Ridley or Tyler Lockett? Oh boy, that's a Lockett man's on the way out there. Yeah, but he's on the way out. But for this year and redraft. I know. Well, and he's somebody that's always... That you want to talk about somebody who's always undervalued. Tyler Lockett's the number one undervalued guy year after year. And he probably will be again. Yeah, because I'm scared shitless right now of what they're going to do. They have two, They have another too many miles to feed. That, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about that right now. I can't give you an answer. But because normally I don't take Lockett, and I'm not that big of a believer... Oh. Don't know. Like you said, I think it depends on, you know, during camp, are they saying he's the number one, two guy, right, with Kirk? Like, where is he playing this, you know, the three? I don't know. I don't see him. I think he's going to be a two guy. Calvin Ridley? Or. Why did I just blank? Holy shit. Christian Watson. Oh, see, this is that connection Watson and and uh, homeboy had was pretty nice. Rogers, no, the one game that he filled in, uh, their backup, Jordan Love. Jordan Love, they had a decent connection when they played. Uh, I think that's my point. Is I'm taking all three of those guys that I named. Over. You're taking all of them? Over Calvin Ridley. I think those last two are tough on me, but it's more because I've never been a believer in Lockett. I just look like a jackass year after year. <laughs> we all do. And yeah, We all do. Yeah, He's undervalued because everybody and ends Watson, up like Watson, it's just because last year it was so hit and miss. Like It was uh, a rushing touchdown here, a deep touchdown there. Like Does Love have a, have an arm to throw him the deep ball like that, or does he have to do it on his feet? Like I, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. But dynasty wise, obviously, I think I'd take Watson over him, and then uh, I'd probably take Ridley over Lockett. Okay. All right, give me your undervalued My wide undervalued? receiver. Undervalued guy. 
I've got two that are going to be very close. Let's go ahead and talk about both of them. Why not? Michael Pittman. Okay. And DJ Moore. Okay. Michael Pittman, DJ Moore. You know, Michael Pittman, I think he's he's the vet there. Like he's he's going to be the one helping out, I think the most like with the quarterback and almost become like I would say the trusted go-to because watching him last few years like he's made it happen with some pretty shitty talent around him and Anthony Richardson's definitely a better talent than that and even if it starts off with Minshew I think Minshew's an upgrade from I would say last year's quarterback for sure what about the year after before that uh, I knew you were going to say that, and I'm not going to say I plead the fifth. Okay. I'm not going to incriminate myself, but I would not say Carson Wentz was the issue that year. <clears throat> okay. I plead the fifth. <laughs> and then DJ Moore, I think, is going to be people's um, kind of, you know, you don't, necessarily know what you're getting your people that will believe in him i think are the people that are going to believe in a turnaround from fields um he may not fall in drafts because people are going to believe in him yeah i'm but, just waiting to see what the hype gets between those two yeah like know, especially because look what happened with josh allen once he got stefan diggs look what happened with jalen hurts once he got yeah but even last AJ year brown. aj brown was still one of ours where we all kind of sketchy like can he can hurts turn him around and so like aj brown was technically i would say undervalued last year based off where he finished and i think i could see the same thing coming this year with i don't know can he pass can he get it done and so i think those are two guys that i think that's a fair point like they're they're definitely guys that i think are in the mid-range of like the teens that could easily break into a top 10 if if the quarterback plays better for him. Okay. Um, My undervalue might seem... It's not going to be an undervalue in our league, I'll tell you that much. And I think it's going to sound like a homer pick. But I'm going to go with Jerry Judy. Um, based off of what he did at the very end of the year last year, he really just turned it on and became... Just a, I don't want to say premier receiver because I need to see him do it, put together, you know, a near full season of it. But he's just like we've all seen flashes before, and like this guy can get open, create separation. I think a lot of people are going to have a sour taste in their mouth from Russell Wilson last year. Yep. But with this coaching staff, I think they're going to put everybody in a better position to make plays, and I think Jerry Judy is going to be the benef- benefactor of that. I think the Broncos value him even with all the like trade discussions of these receivers. Mm-hmm. They put him at a first round value. Yep. That's what they wanted for him. So I think, you know, they see the talent, they see what he's worth. And I think I mean they picked up his fifth year option. Yeah. They wouldn't do that if they didn't think he was a good talent. So I think he's gonna really turn it on this year. I know I was more on the Cortland Sutton side last year, but I don't know, Jerry Judy, after he pushed a ref. Uh, he, well, so out. you bring up that, and I think the biggest thing I think that changed after he did that 
was he learned to assert himself. He had a little bit more confidence in himself. He had a little bit more pep in his step. Like, he just looked like it. he finally got the motivation that he seemed to lack a little bit. He's been in inept offenses yeah. his entire career in the NFL. Um, and let's face it, Russ's play has been inept last year yeah. with the Broncos. But... We did see a little the, bit of a turnaround. The flashes at the end of the season is what you get excited about because it's not a fluke, in my opinion, because they played well the last two, three games. And that was with a completely different coaching mm-hmm. staff. And then you bring in one of the best coaches over the last 10, 15 years, and you let him him even just design plays and put players in better position. I think Jerry Judy is really going to succeed. I think there's just, he's just, he's finally learned to just, I think, be an NFL number one receiver. He was probably, I would say at the beginning, maybe with Sutton being there. Yeah. A little hesitant to try to maybe act like the the guy to a point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. I think the issue could be the too many mouths to feed, especially with Tim Patrick coming back, who's a really good receiver. Mm-hmm. But I think. You know, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton are the two type of receivers that could get their money's worth off of three, four catches. Yeah. Where Jerry Judy is the type that can get eight to nine. And He makes know, catches. Yeah, that. he could be a PPR nightmare. Yep. So, Jerry Judy's my guy for undervalued receivers. We could go through quarterbacks and tight ends. I don't think there's really going to be a whole lot of... I think one of the quarterbacks that's going to be undervalued a little bit and it's because of his last year, and he may not in our league, is Russell Wilson. I, I think I think everybody like everybody's going to think, oh, he's washed up. He hasn't had I, – I do think there will be a complete turnaround of what happened last year and what happens this year. It's not going to take him all season to throw 16 touchdowns. There's not going to be a touchdown tracker week yeah. after week, like – for sure. I just see a turnaround. And so I think other leagues, especially anybody that's a Chiefs fan or anybody, they're going to, I think, knock on them. And that's where I think we say, know your league. Know who's in there. Know what they want. If you're in the Chiefs, guess what? You probably could sit on rest for a long time. And somebody's not, unless they are just somebody that wants to win, they're probably not going to pick them. Yeah, it's it's. I think he's going to be undervalued. There's no way he can repeat what he did last year. I mean, there is a way. You just hope it doesn't. <laughs> I just don't see any way. Um, let's be completely honest. Rust was not good last year. He was awful. But as bad as he was, Nathaniel Hackett was even worse as a coach. Kind of makes you worry about Rodgers a bit, doesn't it? Let's <laughs> <laughs> not get into that. Oh. oh man, that was a good one. I think I kind of want to say I wanted to say before the contract, he might Lamar might have been an undervalue, but I don't think yeah. I think he now will be properly to overvalued. So I will go with um, Dak Prescott. I think I like that for most of the time. I think he. You know, the couple of years that we've expected big things from him have been the years he hasn't really performed for fantasy. But this year, I think he will be undervalued. I think, you know, you will for sure see the 
Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, yeah. um, Lamar, Lamar, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. He's gonna probably be the at highest seventh quarterback off the board. And when you get to that point, you, that that becomes which of those last three guys that don't have a quarterback are gonna finally jump and draft one of these quarterbacks? Yeah, and it's like at that point, you know, you're gonna get a good quarterback and. He's just going to keep falling. Yeah, and he's, you know, proven year in and year out that he's going to put up good numbers. They Mm -hmm. might be inconsistent at times, but he's also adding Brandon Cook. I was about to say, I think that's the biggest reason why I'm a buyer is the Brandon Cook ad. Not only adding Brandon Cooks, but he's also getting Michael Gallup back a year after ACL surgery. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you see a, a... Improvement in his play. A little bit of loss with Schultz, but but they drafted. They drafted. Um, was it Shoemaker? Something like that. I think it was Shoemaker from Michigan. So they you know added another. They tight replaced him. Yeah. Um, or not maybe replaced, but they got a mm-hmm. somebody in. So, yeah, I think there's been a lot of talk about you know Kellen Moore being replaced, and that was their high power offense and all that, but. Just because they're not going consistently balls to the wall doesn't mean necessarily it's a bad thing. As long oh, as hold it's on. an what efficient... What was Kellen Moore's biggest thing that he was known for there? Wasn't it... Fuck, what, he, what was the mistake he did with Dak? He made a couple mistakes. He made a few mistakes, and that's why, you know... I, I don't see... You know, just because they lost him, I don't see it changing. Yeah, I think like, people were talking about it was like Kellen Moore just wanted a high-powered, high... A, a gunslinger. Yeah. He wants a gunslinger. But it's like if it's efficient, yeah, it works for yep. everybody. So I think, you know, that will be the case for Dak. And I think you'll see see some good numbers. And he'll be undervalued. I think so. Who's going to be overvalued? Overvalued? Mm-hmm. At the quarterback position. I want to say Mr. Rogers. Probably. I think he's going to... Because, like, I feel like the last few years, like, he's always been someone that's kind of gotten later and later. Sorry, Pablo peeked his head up back there, and it just looked so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he's just always been someone who, like, kind of consistently falls to the later end where it's somebody... But I think this year, because of being the Jets, and I think people are going to bite hard. Like, oh, he's going to try to prove everybody wrong. And I think I could see him maybe getting picked a little early. I can see that. But like you just said, we named off that. That's where it's tough, though. Like in the in a redraft league, quarterbacks don't carry that value. So, you know, he's gonna be outside the top seven. Would you consider anything outside there with Rodgers uh, over a high pick? I don't think Not so. necessarily. So unless somebody picks him in like the early on. I mean, you get what you... I think he'll be fine, but... Yeah. It's hard to pick a real overvalued yeah, there's, quarterback. Well, because I, I don't think, like, Mahomes and all of them are overvalued. Like, we've seen it year after year. There's a clear difference between Mahomes, Hurts, the running quarterbacks, Allen, the Burrow. Like, there's a clear difference between those guys and the bottom of the pack. Like, yeah. the bottom half of those five. I really wanted to say, like, an overvalue, like trying to pick between a Burrow or a Herbert just because they don't have that running upside. 
but it's like I don't necessarily think they will be overvalued. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see much overvalue at quarterback because they're already so undervalued. <laughs> yeah, you just have like ten guys who are going to be really good for you, so it's like harder to really pick yep. an overvalued. Yeah, guy. you're not counting on the number thirty-two quarterback getting you through a game. Yeah, you're counting on the top, normally a top fifteen quarterback. I don't at worst. And I also don't think there's necessarily going to be an overvalued tight end. Because, I don't think so. <laughs> so is there anybody undervalued? I, I, that's where I don't think there's really many over, undervalued, too. I think people know the tight end value pretty well. you got Kelsey and Andrews who will go. I would say your boy. And Dallas then Goddard, Goddard, I think, is going to be overvalued. Under. Oh. See, and I think, if anything, I might I could see him being coming overvalued and people taking him a little too early. I don't he just doesn't have so. the name recognition and everybody knows he's got aj brown and hurts and everybody who's gonna steal stuff from him yeah but i think obviously you'll see kelsey you'll see andrews you'll see pitts hawkinson hawkinson will go go. right there yeah um i think even people will be excited about the new fit for waller and put him over so i think goddard might slide a little bit and you'll get a good value at the tight end position If, if people start doing that i could i could i could dig that so, yeah, and we didn't really talk about it. We talked about it before the podcast started, but Dalton Kincaid is starting to be a guy that's a little bit overvalued. In I think some of these drafts. rookies guys might be overvalued. In the, I think people might take shots don't, on some of don't them. Don't do it, guys. Rookie tight ends never pan out. The They're, best ones over the last ten years have been happen. Kyle Pitts, who had one total touchdown, and Evan Ingram, who had like 800 yards so it's like mm-hmm. don't take a rookie tight end and redraft if you want to take chances in dynasty go ahead but make sure it's at a value yep. and not trying to you know get these guys over skilled position players that are going to get a ton of work that you're going to use in your flex and yeah. not sit on your bench if they do terrible so yeah that's it's hard to find those at those positions it is yeah alright but We've got a great evening tonight in Denver. Yes, we have the Denver Nuggets versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, all five of the of our people here are represented in this Western Conference Finals. Me, Chowder, Hugo, Jose, all Nuggets fans, and then uh, Manu is the punk bitch that's a Lakers fan. Boo! You said keep it simple. Keep it simple. Uh, okay. okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, we love you, Manu. Just not for the next week and a half, two weeks. I'm thinking about a week and what, like I don't three get, days. I don't want to get too confident. Just, just, yeah, knock, yeah, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> knock it off. Um, uh, but yeah, we are going to start getting into over the rankings. next yeah two months. We're going to get into our dynasty rankings and then our redraft rankings. And then at that point, we'll be ready for mock drafts and all that fun stuff. Getting ready for the season. So, yeah, we're going to we'll be having some fun, everybody. Like three months away. I'll say this, though. NFL done did messed up. With what? Their dumbass idea to have a playoff game on Peacock only. <laughs> you have to download and buy a fucking streaming site to get this shit. Done did fucked up. Yeah, they don't have everybody downloading a free trial. Um, but Done did fucked up. Probably. Uh, damn it. I just realized. 
Black Friday, I brought I bought like a twelve month package for Peacock. It'll be up by then. <laughs> it was like ninety nine cents a month, yeah. so I was like, eh, I'll do it. Well, twelve bucks. I'm over here complaining. I get a free subscription through my cable. <laughs> uh. But yeah, we'll be back next week. I don't think we'll be taking any more weeks off, but we'll see. We we'll see. It's summer. Hopefully, everybody's happy. We got a, a long. Time. We got a long. We got some time. Yeah. But we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting the show. Go Nuggets. Go Nuggets. Um, we are going to see here in about 10-15 minutes who wins the Wamba Yamba sweepstakes. Ooh. And uh, yeah, we're out of here. Peace out, everybody. Love y'all. Trying to make cheese like Kodak. Hold up. Where we